Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN Weekly for Saturday, August 19th. And our top story today, Treasury yields keep rising, causing stock market pain for investors. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Jane King is a financial journalist joining us from the NASDAQ. Jane, always great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Great to be back. I have a little bit of a sore throat, as you can tell, but we can power through this. Yeah, we're going to power through. And um, let's let's talk about Treasury yield. So the 10-year Treasury yield rates going up, and, and typically that is caused some, well, this time around, it has caused some pain for stock market investors. Your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm hearing more concern about these rates. And we saw the mortgage rates, by the way, hit a 21-year high this week. So they kind of follow that 10-year um, 7.09%, according to Freddie Mac. And some economists say we could see 8% mortgage rates um, some time in the next, I don't know, six months or so. And the way interest rates popped up, it looks like uh, that's a possibility for sure. So definitely, I feel like once the calendar turned August, the markets lost all of that great momentum we had in July. And we're set up now for our worst week since March in the Dow. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think we've talked about it. We talked about it last week with Monica in your stead. You know, the juju kind of goes out in August and September. I think historically, those are some bad months in the market. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this is, uh, it's not no different this time around. No, and I, I am hearing it's very light volume, especially in the overnight markets. Like we see these big moves in stocks, like when Target released their earnings or like 10%. People are like, hardly anybody is in this market right now. So we do have to remember very light volume right now, but September is typically the worst months for stocks. So maybe we're getting prepped for that. I guess, yeah, I guess the traders are, I don't know, maybe they're taking time off. Or I think I, so. I, I think a lot of people are on vacation, you know, back to school in New York is in early September. So I think it's a popular vacation time. Yeah, that definitely. Uh, I want to ask you about the Fed minutes. What did you take away from, uh, you know, so the, the Fed makes its decision, but now they, they kind of have the tea leaves in the Fed minutes so that everybody, it's kind of like watching TMZ, right? To see what the, what the uh, stars are going to do. This is kind of the same thing. What did you take away from the Fed minutes? The takeaway was they probably aren't done raising interest rates. Um, they just flat out said inflation is not where we want it. It is still a problem. And um, so that was another thing that sent the markets down this week. Yeah. You know, just looking at gas prices, uh, gas prices down here in Charlotte going up. Oh, yeah? uh, food prices, maybe some staples have abated, but for the most part, you know, still going up. Gas really is is up over the past four or five weeks or so. Um, so it's, you know, inflation's still around and housing is still very high priced. I mean, people are getting priced out of apartments and homes. So gasoline and housing are the two areas that are still a problem. Well, Jane, we, we want to recommend you drink some tea with honey. You sound great either way, but really Thanks. appreciate you coming on the program. Feel better. Get that voice ready for yeah. next week. And we'll talk to you this weekend. Absolutely. Get, get, get some rest. And we'll talk to you again next weekend. Thanks. Have a great Thanks. rest of the day. Okay. Thanks, Jane. And when we come back, we take a look at some of our best segments for the week. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN Weekly. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future.
This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Welcome back. It was another great week of great topics. Of course, great guests. We kick off the week with a look at how artificial intelligence and wearables can combine to help out with heart ailments. Let's take a look. No, our, uh, our goal, as you just pointed out, is to treat people with, with heart conditions. But in addition, we try very, very hard to prevent heart conditions. Uh, and that's something that, of, of course, uh, we as providers and also members of our community and society are very much interested in, in doing. The technologies that, that you mentioned, uh, wearable devices, artificial intelligence, there's so many potential applications for health and well-being, as well as for, for treatment. And we, of course, want to be across that entire spectrum. That's, that's true. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge that really the earliest versions of digital watches, as an example, and then subsequently smartwatches, goes back to the 1980s. So these technologies uh, that are now being, being used have had decades to be improved upon, and they really, really have improved as the years and the decades have gone by. Well, artificial intelligence, as you, as you mentioned, it comes in a, a variety of, of layers or levels, but as a starting point, if we talk about how to utilize information, artificial intelligence and machine-based learning is probably the first thing that people should be thinking about, and that is, how does one, a physician as an example, take all of the information that is, is out there from varying sources uh, and whittle it down or funnel it down to something that could be used in patient care? Machine-based learning and computers uh, do that. Uh, they do it for fun. Uh, they don't do it for free. But no, they don't do it for free. It's incredibly uh, powerful. And what we're looking for are, are ways to utilize that, that information, utilize it as a regular part of our assessment. And that's where wearable technology, artificial intelligence have an important interface uh, with the medical community as, as well as for the lay community as well. And we also discussed changes to the Medicare donut hole 
for 2023. Let's take a look. So unfortunately, we're not talking about something quite as tasty as donuts or donut holes. We are talking about Medicare's Part D prescription drug benefit, um, just for context. Medicare covers outpatient prescription drugs under this program known as Part D, which is a voluntary benefit. If people on Medicare want this coverage, they need to sign up for it. Um, these Part D benefits are offered by private plans. They're standalone drug plans that supplement traditional fee-for-service Medicare or Medicare Advantage plans that are these private plans like HMOs and PPOs that cover all Medicare covered benefits. Most of them also cover prescription drugs. So that's sort of the lay of the land. This donut hole. Yep. Go ahead, is, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay, sorry. The donut hole is a feature of the Part D benefit. It actually doesn't look the way that it looked back in 2003 when the Part D benefit started. Back then, the donut hole was this big gap in coverage where people who were enrolled in these Part D plans had to pay 100% of their prescription drug costs. So when the year started, they had some coverage, but then after their spending reached a certain level, their coverage essentially stopped and they were responsible for all of their costs until they reached another level of the benefit when their coverage would kick in again. So it was kind of a very strange uh, design for um, a prescription drug benefit. The reason that it existed was because the policymakers that created the Part D benefit were working under a budget and they had money to provide upfront kind of first dollar coverage and they wanted to provide catastrophic coverage at the back end for really expensive um, prescription drug costs. But that left them with this middle portion where they decided not to offer any coverage. That was officially known as the coverage gap, but colloquially we knew it as the donut hole. Let's talk about the good news as far as this donut hole goes. Since uh, the Affordable Care Act passed in 2010, the donut hole has been phasing out. So uh, what policymakers in 2010 decided was that they were going to bring in coverage in this donut hole phase so that rather than paying 100% of your prescription drug costs, um, the federal government would phase in additional financial support over the coming decade so that your costs would go from 100% to 25% of your prescription drug costs. So now, here we are in 2023, that donut hole phase, that 100% cost-sharing responsibility no longer exists. So people who are signing up for Part D today have the benefit of coverage that starts from the very first you know, prescription drug that they fill in, you know, at the beginning of the year all the way through to the end of the year, they have you know, cost-sharing protection um, from that first dollar to the end. So that's the good news. The bad news is that you, you know, nothing is free when it comes to medical nope. care. Beneficiaries still do have cost-sharing responsibility. And what's happening with the Part D benefit is that as costs rise, um, what you have to pay out of your own pocket also has increased over time. 
So initially, for example, there was a deductible of about $250. Well, now here we are in 2023, that deductible that you have to pay, what you have to pay before your plan starts paying anything, that deductible is now about $500. So you're paying more out of your own pocket for those upfront costs before your coverage kicks in. But at that point, under this sort of standard benefit design, you are responsible for 25% of your uh, prescription drug costs after you meet the deductible for you know, several thousand dollars worth of drug costs until you qualify for catastrophic coverage. So essentially what this means, sort of just boiling it down very simply, is that there really is no more donut hole the way we used to know it. There is no more phase of the Part D benefit where you are re responsible for 100% of your drug costs with the exception of that deductible phase. So that's, I think, good news. That makes the Part D benefit a lot easier for people to understand um, rather than how it looked when it first was created back in 2003. Somewhat unique about Medicare's prescription drug program is that it is delivered separately from other uh, Medicare covered benefits. So if you want this outpatient prescription drug benefit, the important thing for people to know is that you have to sign up for a plan that covers Medicare prescription drugs. You can't just say, oh, well, you know, I've, I've just turned 65. I'm now in Medicare Part A, which covers the hospital services. I've signed up for Part B, which covers the physician services. But if you want prescription drug coverage, you also have to sign up for a Part D plan. So that's the action that people need to take. The, yeah. the, uh, the trick is that there isn't just one Part D plan. There are lots of Part D plans. So maybe you're familiar with uh, Humana or Cigna or Aetna or you know Kaiser Permanente. All of these big insurance companies are in the Medicare marketplace and they would be happy to sell you a Part D plan if you're interested in signing up for drug coverage, which let's face it, you know, even if you're relatively healthy today, you never know what might be, you know, waiting around the corner. So it's always a good idea to have this coverage, especially because if you don't sign up for a Part D plan when you're first eligible to, you may face a late enrollment penalty for signing up later. And that wraps up this episode of VRN Weekly. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow for BRN Sunday. I'll be joined by the Legal Eagles and Oliver Rennick from the TD Ameritrade Network to break down all the news and events of the week. You're not going to want to miss it. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. 
All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.